Hey everybody, I'm your host and life coach, Kim Gross, and this is the Masks Off Podcast. In this podcast, I'm helping parents and teachers of teenagers and young adults to explore and understand the masks we often wear because of people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies so that they can guide their children and students in removing the masks and honoring their true selves. Each week we dive into how to go from a people-pleasing and perfectionistic prison to freedom, empowerment, and showing up fully in the world. You will hear about my personal experiences and wisdom, as well as from my knowledgeable guests. If you're ready to remove your masks and to help your children and students to do the same, drop into this week's episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Masks Off. I'm Kim Gross, and today's guest is Tracy Nolan Beerman. And I was just interviewed on her podcast just last week. We had such an amazing conversation that I feel the energy and the flow is still going between the two of us. And I am sure we're going to bring you an amazing podcast today. But let me start with the quote as I normally do. And today's quote is by Tracy herself. And the quote is, my kids were waiting for me to dig in deep and become the mom they deserved. And that's by Tracy. So Tracy, thank you so much for being here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Absolutely, Kim. I'm excited. I'm excited to have another conversation with you. Me too. Me too. So before we do jump in, because there are so many things that we want to discuss, I would first invite you to just share with the listeners a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What's your area of specialty? What makes you tick? Yeah, well, there's uh, there's so many directions. I can come that I, they can come at this, but basically I am, I am my official title, I guess, is life mastery consultant. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I help moms with ADHD who have um, kids with ADHD or kids with uh, neuro neurodiverse households, basically um, manage their ADHD, uh, regulate their nervous system and put supports in place kind of like a safety net mm. so that they can do anything so that they can move forward and be the mom that their kids deserve. And Kim, when I say the, the mom that their kids deserve, the kids deserve an authentic mom, mm. right? It's not that, you know, it's not the smiling, oh yeah, doing everything perfect mom. What they deserve is authenticity. So that's basically, basically in a nutshell. I love that. So first of all, I'm going to take off my mask and I'm going to call myself out and say that I have been hearing a lot um, lately, this, the term that you use, like either neuro, I think you said neurodiverse home right. or neuro. I don't know what that means. And maybe there's a listener who may not know either. And I'm just going to not pretend to be so smart and know like what that means. Can you help me understand and anyone else who's listening? Yeah, basically it's neurodiversity is basically, okay. Most of the world have neurotypical minds, 
Okay. A neurotypical nervous system that, um, that kind of our whole world is really based on that kind of neurotypical mind, right? When you have, when you're neurodiverse, when you have a neurodiverse uh, nervous system or a nerve, neurodiverse mind, it means things like autism, ADHD, you're on the spectrum where your nervous system is just different. That's all it means. Mm. We have a different kind of nervous system. Mm. And the, I mean, there's more to it, but I'm not a scientist. Yeah. And that's like the basic, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the simplest way to explain it. Great. Thank you so much. Okay. So this is masks off. And I like to, um, invite my guests to be vulnerable and take off their masks. Are you willing to do that today? Absolutely. It'll okay. be fun. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to assume <laughs> that you're willing to take off your mask. So I would love to, um, know and hear like what masks have you worn in your life and do they still show up today and how so? And are any of those masks tied into having ADHD? Yes. And all of those to yes, all yes, of those. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so <clears throat> there is a, there's a, a term in the ADHD community called masking, mm. right? It's mm. something that we tend to do as a community. And it's really, like I mentioned, the, um, this world that we live in is, is basically set up the way time is set up, the way like, everything, mm -hmm. um, is set up for neurotypical minds. My mind is not, it's not linear. It does not, it doesn't really work in that way. Right. And, um, so for most of my life, I, I didn't find out I had ADHD until, um, until I was, well, it was like 20, about 20 years ago. So most of my life, you know, all through my childhood, didn't know that I had ADHD and I felt very different. I felt very different. I felt like I didn't fit in. I felt like I was the square peg trying to fit into a round hole for decades, right? Uh, up through, you know, up through really until I had my kids mm. a long time. So um, I wore the mask of, working my tail off to do things the way other people do because that's the way it's done and and i also there's there we, we talked this about this a little bit i could really spiral off because that's how my mind works kim yeah. but we talked a little bit about rsd the um the uh rejection some sensitivity dysphoria mm -hmm. so that's a thing also with adhd so like trying really hard not to get rejected not to, you know, so putting the mask, like I'm, I don't want to say I put on the mask of perfection, but I do like to do things right. Mm -hmm. I do like to make people happy. And it's, it's mm -hmm. a part of, you know, it's a part of my, um, of my wiring. It's a part of my upbringing. It's a part of who I am. Um, but it has also, uh, led to a lot of, um, of, uh, um, disappointment in myself. It's led to a lot of, um, of, uh, continued rejection, right. Or in my own, in my own mind, you know, like, like, oh, I, I, I did something wrong. They're going to think this or, you know, and it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. So, 
so many masks, Kim, so mm-hmm. many masks. When, um, when my kids, you know, I, you read the quote about t- my kids were waiting for me to, to, to really do the work and, and be the mom that they deserve, be the me that they deserved. Mm-hmm. I had been putting on that mask of, um, you know, I'm the mom, I'm, I'm a stay at home mom. I'm doing all the mom things like putting on this happy mask inside. It was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. You know, my ADHD was in overdrive and just put, kept on putting on that mask for my kids. But here's the thing. And you know, this Kim, our kids feel everything. Like they get everything almost by osmosis. So I'm putting on this mask, this happy mask, and they're, they're, they actually started, especially my son, who's a highly sensitive kid, started kind of acting out those character traits that were in me that he wasn't seeing, Eek. like pessimism yeah. and negativity. Can me, yeah. Can you give me an example? Yeah. Self-loathing. You know, I, I do it wrong, 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 like from a three-year-old, right? Wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, wrong. And here, but what I, the way that I was with him and worked with him was very different than the way he was um than he the way he was expressing Mm. very interesting very um uh very uh um painful for me you know so you talked about this happy mask and that as moms that we can put the happy mask on i'm happy 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 and you said that our kids can almost energetically feel yep that we're not, that we are a hot mess on the inside. Right. And then they take that on. They start to do the same, right? Maybe, maybe not right away, maybe not as school children, but certainly by the time they get to middle school or get to high school, now they're wearing the happy, happy mask or whatever mask they put on because what you you know, and, and I want to just kind of like go back for a minute and highlight what you said about the rejection piece. Mm-hmm. And that is the root of why we all put on a mask is because we are all so freaking afraid of being rejected. That's yeah. the core of it. Right. Right. That's the course. So then going back to what you were saying about your kids or mine or anyone else, if I show the world or even my mom or my dad, how I'm truly feeling on the inside, like I'm a freaking mess. I'm scared right now. I feel lonely. I feel lost. I feel like down or depressed or sad. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And is there something wrong with me? And, you know, I don't feel loved or I don't feel like my friends like me. I don't feel like I'm smart enough. I, I can't understand this freaking calculus. Does that mean that I'm stupid? Like right. all of these things. And because we modeled to put on the happy mask or we modeled, well, just perform, perfect and please everybody. Right. Say yes. Yeah. Right. And now that's what they're, that's what they do. Because if they show their true selves, if they show up fully and show up authentically, well, oh my God, they might get like rejected, have no friends, have no boyfriends. The teachers might call them out and embarrass them. 
mom might like be, you know, or dad, you know, pull up your bootstraps and like, come on, you can do this. Like what's, what's the matter? What do you mean you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? And this is not to blame parents Mm -hmm. because we, right. We are just doing the best that we can with what we have. And that's how it was modeled for us. But here's the thing. At some point, we have to shift the paradigm. We have to shift it. We can't keep modeling for our children or teaching our children to put on the masks. Yeah. Yeah. And show up that way. What are your thoughts on that, Tracy? So many, Kim. You know, I, there, there's a, so this is an interesting thing. I, I'm, I'm, I have been like, I was the kid sitting under the tree reading self-help books when I was a kid, right? That was me. I, my mother was giving me creative visualization by Shakti Gawain. I was reading, like, I was reading all of these, all of these books. Um, So I've been, I'm a lifelong learner, right? So in a seeker, right? I kind of feel like at this point in my life, I'm, I I like to consider myself more of a light worker, right? Like I kind of took a shift at some point. I have to remember that though, that I don't need to do any more learning. I, what I need to do is put into practice what I've learned anyway, in all of my, in all of the, the, this, um, this, uh, um, seeking and understanding of myself that I have done over the years, over decades, um, I realized that I, you know, you just said it, right? It comes from generations. This is the way that it was shown to us. This is the way that it was shown to them. This is the way it was shown to them. So I've been on this mission to break that chain, right? A big responsibility I put on myself. I have broken the chain. Of course, there's the perfectionism. Like I want to do the whole thing. I want to do everything. I want to change everything. But I was, um, I interviewed this woman who's um, an intuitive and we were, ha- we were talking about something similar about, about um, breaking the, the uh, generational patterns, right? And she said, oh, I'm, 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 do you mind if I share with you that you are breaking the pattern of six generations? I'm like, oh God, did I really need to hear that? <laughs> so now I feel even more pressure. But I guess, I guess the, the, um, the, uh, the thing is, even if we change just one thing, we've changed the trajectory for our kids. Even just one little thing, even just that, it, you know, I still put on the the, the happy mask, right? I mean, I still yeah. do. I'm, I'm being honest, right? I still put it on. I still want people to like me, um, but I take it off too. Yeah. You know, and I let my kids see me when, and here's the, the, they, I'm the crier in the family. I mean, I've always been a crier, but it's usually, it's been in the past, it's been private crying, mm. but I cry about everything. Like I'm a very emotional person. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad, cry when I'm frustrated, you know, overwhelmed, whatever I cry, but my kids, like, I don't hide that from my kids. It's not a going in the corner or, you know, closing my door and bawling my eyes out. You know, I let them see me and, and, and I talk it through. You know, not perfectly, Kim, not perfectly, but it's something that I have, you know, I feel, I feel like, um, you know, I, we decided to have our children, we had them late in life. Mm. Um, and I'm so grateful that we were able to have them first of all, and that, that, that they're here. Right. And I feel a responsibility to them that, and the responsibility is not to make sure that they have a perfect life, but to make sure that they are learning from me being my authentic self, you know, 
and letting them see fear mm -hmm. and letting them see anger. Like, I'm mad that this happened. You know, we just lost a chicken um, last week. Um, just that it happens sometimes chickens just die. And I'm like, gosh, I'm feeling really sad about this chicken, you know? Anyway, I think that, I think in a roundabout way, I answered your question. <laughs> I, I love, well, I want to say two things. One, I love that, that even being sad about the chicken is that again, you're like allowing for something and, and I'm not trying to minimize your loss in any way, but if someone were to say, well, you know, even, even a little, like if you were to compare a chicken to a, your mom or dad, you know, right. even something um, smaller like that mm -hmm. is okay to have feelings about it. Yeah. It's, like, it's welcome. It's, it's normal. Right. It's natural. It's like, I think what I'm trying to say is it's beautiful that you didn't minimize your feelings about that. Mm, yeah. And then you didn't, and you allowed yourself to show that in front of your kids. So that's one thing. The second thing is I'm really glad that you said that you still wear the mask of perfection or happiness, because that's so important. I don't want listeners or anyone out there to think that all of a sudden one day we just say, take off the mask. And like, you know, you're, you're done. You're, you're good. You're going to be fully authentic, fully out there. It's not my experience that it happens like that. <laughs> it's it like, it comes off one, like little layer at a time. You might take off the mask and you might show your authentic self. You might step outside your comfort zone and try something different. And then even if it goes well, like quote, well, it still might be too scary right. for your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so then you have to like retreat back, oh, mask back on. Let me just, because the masks are protection. They protect right. us. Right. That's why we put them on is to protect ourselves because we learned or felt on some level that it was unsafe to be our true authentic selves. So we started to wear the masks. So it's really important to point out that it's a slow, gradual unmasking. And some of these masks, like I'm 54 and my people pleasing mask is glued on tight. And so it's my protection mask. Right. It just like, you know, it. I take it off. I'm like, all right, let's try this. And it's good for a bit. And then it comes back on and then it shows up in more subtle, like really subtle ways. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, ow, I, I was just people pleasing right there. Or, right. oh, I didn't really feel really strong in myself and my like sovereignty. So I was pretending a little bit mm -hmm. to be someone that I'm not or, or to uh, overdo, like, for example, if I'm at lunch with a friend, let's say I've got, I'm out to lunch with a friend and sometimes I can be in this place of being genuinely like in a good mood and really happy and supportive and present. And, and that's true and it's authentic and it feels right. And it's coming from my heart. Mm -hmm. And there are other times I can show up with a friend 
and not be feeling a connection. Right. But still being that bubbly, oh, like so attentive. Let me listen to you. Let me make you feel good. You know, like all about you, all about you. Tell me more. Tell me more. Asking questions. That's people pleasing. Yeah. That is people pleasing. And that is a mask. Right. And I've been doing this work for a while and it can still show up that way. And it's not to beat myself up and say, oh, Kim, what is wrong with you? It's just like, oh, okay. You know, it's an opportunity for going inward. What's going on here? Why do I feel like I need to show up in this way with this person? Right. Or why am I here with this person in the first place? Yeah. And, you know, I feel like um, just that noticing the noticing that I'm wearing the mask, the note that that kind of observer, even if it's just like a glimpse, right? Uh, oh, look at that. Even just noticing is growth, right? Totally. Because there were there were decades where I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea that I was doing, you know, that I was masking or or doing the people pleasing or the perfectionism. I, I have those, I have those as well. And, and here's another thing that I've come to realize about masks too, is that we don't set out to, um, to, it's not about lying or pretending that we're trying, that we're, that we're somebody else. It's more of a coping mechanism of protecting ourselves. So I, I like to kind of like, cause I, I, I used to get, you know, when I real I started realizing what I was doing, I was like, oh my God, like that's horrible. What am I doing? But, but kind of flipping it a little bit and seeing it as, oh, you know, it's a coping mechanism, like good for you. You learned something along the way to help keep you safe. Right. And now, now that you're recognizing, now that I'm recognizing that, oh, I'm doing that thing again. I have a choice. I can keep the mask on or I can make a different choice, right? Hey friends, I didn't mean to leave you hanging. We'll get back to the show in a moment. Are you wondering whether you're a people pleaser or a perfectionist? Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, Kim, of course I know I am one, but I'm not sure all the ways that these patterns show up. Well, you can take my people pleaser perfectionist quiz on my website at kimgrosscoaching.com and find out the answers. And if nothing else, the quiz is really fun to do. Now let's get back to business. I really just think that noticing is huge. That is growth in and of itself. Every time. 100%, a thousand percent agree with you that, and that's the very first step of my power pathway is is awareness because without being aware of the patterns, we can't change anything. Exactly. So I want to like go even a step further than with that in terms of where you just so beautifully articulated. Now imagine if we started having those conversations with our kids, Mm, right? right? Because especially as they start to enter into their adolescent years, like they are really trying to fit in. Right. Right. First of all, we are all wired for love and belonging, but that becomes really heightened in the adolescent phase of how do I fit in? And then for me, like that's when I started like, okay, going to parties, drinking, smoking, all the things that I didn't really want to do, but did because of peer pressure. Right. Right. I just wanted to fit in. 
we really, what on the deepest level, we just want to belong, but we end up doing things to fit in. So now imagine that when our kids are eight, nine, 10, 11, you know, we we're having these conversations with them regularly about what it means, like not getting invited to a party or, um, do you remember on Valentine's Day when you had to bring in those little Valentine's Day cards right. to class? And like, if you didn't get one from, you know, one of the kids, it was like, oh, oh my God, I didn't get a, as many as so-and-so or whatever, right? Right, right. Or the special one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like having those conversations with our kids. And yeah. even if, you know, even in schools, teachers could be having these conversations with their students if they're noticing that the student is pleasing in some way, you know, or something is happening in the classroom. And so if we started to have those conversations, like you're just, you know, whether you call it masking or not, or you just say, are you just trying to cover up and, you know, and behave in this way because you're really scared on the inside. You're afraid Mm, that you're not fitting in or whatever. And having those conversations, can you imagine the difference that it would make as they go into their college years, young adult years, that now they are having this awareness and then they can change their inner dialogue. It doesn't mean perfectly, but it means they will at least, oh, there's that people pleasing. There's that I'm trying to rescue, I'm trying to fix, I'm trying to right, control, right. I'm putting on the happy mask, I'm putting on the mask of I can do it all perfectly, the competent mask. What are your thoughts on that? So Kim, you have helped me to see it in that way, right? There's there's the masks that I wear and the work that I'm here to do in my life, which is mastery, which mastery means like, always like mastery doesn't mean I've mastered it done. It means like life mastery means you are mastering it till your last breath. Um, But it's not just about the way that I show up. It's helping my kids see their masks too. So thank you for helping me to see it in that way. Um, And I had an opportunity to, um, to, uh, to do that with my daughter about an audition last week. And, um, and it was a beautiful, we had a, we had a, a lovely conversation back and forth and I thought she was masking. I thought she was, um, I thought she was, she, she was putting on the perfectionism mask. Mm -hmm. And, but what I found out was no, it was that she, what she didn't know what she didn't know the steps that she was supposed to be dancing. How can I do the dance? If I don't, I've not been trained in this yet. Okay. Okay, good. So I, I, the, the asking questions of your kids and just having that dialogue and, oh, so it looked like to me from the outside that, you know, maybe you were doing this because you wanted to get it perfect and you were afraid. No, no, that's not what it was. Okay. Okay, great. It was, it was, it was a, so I thank you for helping me to have that conversation and to, 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 uh, to understand better. Um, but imagine, okay, so we're doing the work, right? We are working on ourselves and our, our, the way that we, um, uh, take off the mask so we can be more authentic. And then 
our kids can get some of it, but they also do need nudges. They also do need reminders. They also do need us to ask some questions. And, you know, in my case, my kids are, um, are uh, 14 and 15, almost 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a lot of years with me of not asking those questions in that way. Right. Yeah. So they have their own. I mean, we all do. We, we all have our coping mechanisms. Mm. But now we have the terminology and we have the um, the uh, um, the understanding that, oh, they're putting on masks, too. It's not just us. I just hadn't even I, I don't know why I just never even thought about it that way. So thank you. Oh, my goodness. You're welcome. I love that. It gives me um, chills, you know, mm. that that was so impactful and I'm grateful. And I totally agree with you. It's, it is having this language too, that if it's having a language. And so when I started masks off three years ago, now my kids are 23 and 20. Mm-hmm. And so when I started, they were 20 and 17 and they would say to me, mom, take off your mask. Oh, Right. They would say, ah, you know, if I was in like anxious worry or, you know, if I was showing, if I wasn't being honest and I wasn't being truthful Mm -hmm. with myself and with them, they could pick up on it and say, mom, you're take off your mask. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it, and it's great because one, I was able to pause and realize, yep, they're, they were right. And it's all, it's almost like 95% of the time it is about me. Right. When I show up in an unconscious way with them as a parent. And so I was able to pause. I was able to own it and take responsibility, step back, look at the pattern and see that I was showing up with a mask on. Mm -hmm. And then it gave me this beautiful opportunity to go inward inside. And what's this about? Like right. what's going on with me? Right. You know, does, did I need a little healing? Do I need a little self-compassion? Do I need a little, what did I need? That was, what did I really need? What was my true unmet need? Because that's right. the other thing that happens is that we have from childhood, we have these wounds, these emotional wounds that are unmet needs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm out, not just me, but we're out there trying to get other people, places and things to meet those needs. Right. And a lot of times it's like, I just have to go in and my adult self has to go in and nurture my inner child self mm-hmm. so that I can show up more authentically, more wholly and more mindfully. I have to just say, it's so crazy that um, when you were saying about how it helped you to have a conversation with your daughter. And what I was thinking is that what you were doing with her is you were attuning, you were trying to mm. attune with her and right. you thought it was a perfection mask going on and it really wasn't. So you're a little bit out of sync, but by having that conversation with her, it allowed you to then line up with her. Oh, okay. Right. This is just a matter of, she doesn't have the skill yet. She doesn't have what she needs yet to do this dance um, audition. And so then you're like, oh, okay. And you could come from that place of understanding at that point, rather than, uh, well, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you do the audition? Like, you, right. know, come on, you can do this. You can well, that's do- what I was thinking in my head. Like, <laughs> oh man, you're, you're being a perfectionist. That's yeah. what I was thinking in my head. I didn't say that to her. 
But, but, you- but that did allow me to have a conversation, that realization, like you said, the realization that, oh, I was, I, I, I was wrong. Right. And then it kind of helped me to lead into, okay, so if this is what you want for next year, what could you do? And so we came up with this, um, this, uh, this plan to reach out to the teacher and say, Hey, this is what I really want. What can I do between now and next year? Right. Uh, Brilliant. And And she, and she did it. Yeah. And such a completely different outcome from that right or consequence from that from coming from that place of attuning to her and aligning with her rather than coming from an unconscious place where you could have just added another layer of I'm not enoughness or I'm not worthy you know that your daughter can would could have internalized if you had showed up in an unconscious way of oh my god there's something wrong with me and then that's why we mask up even more So that's the important work is that we help our children to, to understand and know that they are worthy and they are enough just as they are. And we have to be mindful of our own behaviors and how we show up with them so that we are attuning to them, that we are aligning, that we are being conscious. We are to the best of our ability, again, not putting on this mask of perfection. We are going to show up unconsciously, but then that's why it's so beautiful. You can go back and do a repair, you know? Right. And it's, I just want to say as a quick, like little side note that my daughter is, um, she has one more semester of college. And so she's doing, she has a research paper that's due and it's for her psychology major. And the professor is giving them pretty much free reign to pick any topic. And I love doing papers. So I help her with her papers. She's doing it on mindful parenting. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Look at that. Just look at that, Kim. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I'm like, really? um, Wow excited about that. And, you know, because she, she, well, she has, you know, been watching me try to parent more mindfully for the last like four or five years. And also being a young person who struggles with mental well-being, mm-hmm. she can see the correlation between how, you know, she was parented and how that uh, impacts her. Right well-being right 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 and that um children adolescents young adults have a much better uh chance of having being more secure in themselves Mm -hmm. more just overall mental health mental well-being when they are allowed to be their true selves when they're not being parented from a total unconscious place. So she gets this whole like mindfulness, mindful parenting, how that has a positive impact. Mm, I love that story. That's fantastic. Yes. Thank you. So this has been absolutely amazing conversation again. And I do um, actually want to see if you have anything else that you wanted to share or add in um, with the audience in terms of what you do in your line of work. 
Yeah, I think the first thing I want to say is that I had this beautiful moment of um, with my daughter and celebrated that like I rocked a parenting moment, right? <laughs> but I'm not always that way, right? Yeah. Even, you know, it's it's interesting that this is my this is my life's work, right? And what I'm doing now is my life's work. It's continual, it's honest, it's um it's uh I'm doing the work right along with my clients, right? And and with and with every interview that I do or any you know, every time I have a conversation. Yeah. But I'm not perfect. Like Kim and I are not perfect. We're not mm -hmm. perfect people. No. We are we're sharing our, our wins, right? But we're we're um we're just, we're doing the best that we can, right? We have our baggage and we have our masks and, and, and it's okay. Right. And the beauty is and again, in the noticing and the, the first part of your pathway. Um, and I guess what it all comes down to for me and what I, what I, um, work with my clients and, and, um, what I really teach on the podcast is that, before we can do anything, before we can be with, you know, fully authentically with our kids, before we can, um, you know, before we really can take off the mask, we need to check in with our nervous system. Because if we are in that fight or flight state, which is with ADHD, it's a, like I said, we have a different kind of a nervous system. Our nervous system doesn't easily, like the the, the neurotypical neuro nervous system it flows back and forth from the parasympathetic to the sympathetic, like when necessary. And then with the ADHD nervous system, it sometimes gets stuck, right? It, 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 we have a more difficult time getting back into that rest and digest response. And we end up staying often stuck in that fight or flight. But for all of us, like the nervous system is really important. I mean, knowing yourself enough, I, I teach what I call vibe care, which is checking in. It's really just, you can do it in a moment, right? You're just checking in. How am I feeling? Am I feeling expansive energy? Am I feeling contractive energy? Okay. If I'm feeling contractive and noticing both, like, how does it feel to be, feel expansive, you know, joyful, um, even content, you know, hopeful. And how does it feel knowing yourself enough to know how does it feel when I'm feeling expansive? How does it feel when I'm feeling contractive? And then having a toolkit of things that you can do easily that in five minutes, that can help shift your nervous system so then you can have that com that conscious conversation so you can realize that you have the mask on i guess that's the that would be the biggest thing for me is the 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 noticing even before the mask like noticing how you're feeling no noticing okay and then then you can check okay so now that i've i'm calmed myself or i'm back back to a you know to to a more harmonious place a more more little more um harmony in mm -hmm. myself then i can have that conversation then i can then i can make changes right and it's easier to notice it's easier to notice when you're coming from more of a calm place I love that and that is so helpful and so accessible and can you imagine a world where if parents, and you know, this is my direction that I want to go in, but can you imagine a world where parents and teachers are teaching our children how, and, and it's already happening. There's more right. and more mindfulness in schools and emotional intelligence, but not, but, and 
Can you imagine if kids are taught how to check in with their bodies? Mm, right. Just checking be, in, right? Just checking in to be so aware. Oh, I'm feeling really tight. I'm feeling, like you said, restricted or contracted. And then saying, okay, well, what, well, what's that about? Maybe all they need to do is a couple of deep breaths to just relax the body. Even as you were speaking about that, mm-hmm. I then became aware of my body and started to relax my body. Right. Because right. even when I'm doing these podcasts, it's like, sometimes I can go into this place of being performing. It can oh, be me too. Absolutely. Right. And that's the mask. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the mask off and say, that is the mask. And like, I want it to be good. I want people to like it. See, I want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. That's people pleasing, perfecting. And when I'm in that space, because my, because that my body knows when I'm in performing and pleasing, Mm -hmm. I'm in fight or flight. So my body is like, Oh, like tight, tense, like, right. Just that noticing. Oh, isn't that interesting? Right. (laughs) Isn't that interesting how that shows up in my body? Right. Totally, totally. Yeah. And then I know like I'm from the neck up because I'm totally in my head now, right? That's right. where it is. And then when you started talking, I was like, oh, I started coming back into my body. Mm-hmm. Even now as I'm speaking, I feel like my my voice is even more softer than at other points throughout the interview when I would get a little bit more into the performative and then my voice gets like, you know, because I'm now I'm trying to prove something, but now I'm just right. like, and then I always say, it's like, once I have the awareness, I can go from, take the elevator from my mind down into my body and I can yes. sink my heart. That's exactly it. Bringing your, bringing your awareness, awareness yes. back into the body. Cause the yeah. body is where we take care of it. We don't take care of it in the mind. We have to bring it down into the body and take care of the nervous system. Right. And, and like with, noticing that you have the mask on sometimes noticing is is enough yes right it's the same thing with the nervous system sometimes just noticing that you're feeling contraction is enough to shift it yeah. sometimes right so and it just takes a moment it doesn't have right. to be a a huge you know like these are the steps it, it can just take us just a checking in checking in how am i feeling yeah that's beautiful and because that's all i did was just check in so I am so grateful that you came back on again. We were just so aligned and attuned. The conversation was awesome. And I'm sure the listeners will appreciate this conversation as much as I did. So I'm so grateful that you're here. Oh, Kim, I am so grateful too. I'm really grateful. Um, that we, uh, that we've been trying to, to, uh, to connect for, it's been a year. It's been about a year. So I'm really grateful for, um, for your patience and for, and that we, that, that we just kept going because this has been amazing. This is this connection. I'm really incredibly grateful for. Thank you. You're welcome. Me too. And it's just another testament to trusting the universe because you're right like a year ago we were trying I was trying to have you on masks off and it didn't happen until now and I think and I know the timing is perfect for it divine it's divine Divine. timing (laughs) yes so the last thing would be to let the listeners know where they can find you yes absolutely so I am at vision driven mom 
com is the website. Actually, you can Vision Driven Mom with ADHD. That's my podcast. The the website is visiondrivenmom.com. You can find me on Instagram at Vision Driven Mom. Vision Driven Mom and you'll find me. <laughs> and everything else is there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you again for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim. It's been great. You're welcome. So thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Masks Off. I will see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of Masks Off and you're ready to take the next step to overcoming people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies, you can reach out to me at kimgrosscoaching.com and book a call. You can also join my free Facebook group for more inspiration and tips. The link is in the show notes. I would love it if you would subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget to share it with others. See you next Thursday on Masks Off with Kim Gross.